and a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a look at the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on food and recycling used farm oil and antifreeze. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seeding with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Mainly sunny skies, wind northwest 20, the high minus 9, the low minus 20. Tomorrow sunny, winds up to 15K, the high minus 4. Wind chill minus 24 in the morning, minus 8 in the afternoon. Tomorrow the low minus 16. Partly cloudy Saturday and in the plus, high plus 1, the low minus 12. Sunday cloudy, the high plus 1, the low minus 7. Monday partly cloudy, the high plus 3. 30% chance of evening rain showers or flurries, the low minus 4. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high plus four, the low minus five. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high plus seven. Normal high is plus eight, the normal low minus five. The sun rose at 6.32 this morning. It sets at 7.32 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot up north, Collins Bay, minus six. The cold spot, Key Lake, minus 19. Estevan is minus 11, Saskatoon minus 14, Swift Current minus 12, Weyburn also minus 12, Yorkton is minus 11. In Regina with partly cloudy skies, it's minus 10. The winds are from the northwest at 36, gusting to 51. Humidity is 51%, the barometer dropping 103.0. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 9. Winds are from the northwest, 32, gusting to 45. Once again, Regina partly cloudy, minus 10, that's 14 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest. Sell with the best. Online at mcdougallauction.com. And Power Ridge Corporation. Get your seed placed. PKS Fertilizer with Power Ridge Quick Ship Delivery. Power Ridge, a growing name in crop nutrition. Visit powerrich.com. There are many challenges ahead for the food chain as we proceed through the upcoming COVID-19 restrictions. Dr. Al Mussel is the research lead with Agri-Food Economic Systems in Guelph, Ontario. He has spent quite a bit of time examining the current situation. A lot of our emergency planning in agriculture sort of contemplates things like livestock disease emergencies, border closures, in some cases plant diseases, particularly in, in horticulture and so on. A widespread pandemic like we're dealing with right now, which influences absenteeism throughout our supply chains in agriculture and food is not particularly something that we focused on in our emergency planning and and now suddenly we have to deal with with that so it threatens some of our capacity at various points in the chain creates worries about movement of uh, of people and and how we uh, access people and then, of course, there's this sort of a whipsaw effect that comes from uh, consumer demand, but from uh, people flocking to the grocery stores and trying to stock up on everything, including toilet paper, uh, apparently. Eventually, you would think that that will begin to subside, but then at different points, you could have other runs in the grocery store. So it creates a bit of a chaotic situation on that front. Muscle says the human element comes into play, especially in the movement and processing of livestock. 
Well, I, I think the most urgent issue right now, and I would expect it's being felt most closely in livestock supply chains, so uh, poultry, pork, beef, probably dairy and eggs as well, is the worry that you'll have a sudden closure or loss of capacity, let's say, in a processing plant. And, uh, you know, this day and age, we have uh, relatively few but very large, efficiently run processing plants. The only trouble with that is if we've got people who either can't come to work because they're sick or they've been told not to come to work because they're locked down uh, in their residences uh, or they're afraid to come to work because they're, they're afraid to get sick at work or on the way to work, I suppose. Any of those things can create sudden bottlenecks in our supply chain. And, and as I say, because the plant's uh, there aren't that many of them, and they're pretty large. Well, gosh, if you have a big one that goes down, then all of a sudden you have to figure out how to somehow deal with the situation or, or um, reroute the farm product to a different plant. And this creates, uh, I think, a real need for um, industry coordination within industry, but also coordination with government because um, some of our regulations around food processing don't really anticipate this type of thing. And, you know, they can be quite prescriptive in terms of who's supposed to do what at what time and so on. And and we may, we may need much more flexibility. During normal times, it's easier to anticipate and evaluate consumer demand for food. Now we're seeing surges in demand for various products. He says the surges can be difficult to handle. Muscle says keeping COVID-19 numbers in check will be very important for the food chain. Because one of the things that happens is as you get absenteeism, you know, that comes into your logistics system, your uh, certainly your trucking, uh, all segments, but also, you know, your, your dock workers, everybody involved in the administration of uh, imports and exports. We knew already before we got into this that we were going to be short of ocean-going containers, whether they're reefer containers or whether they're, they're containers that are going to ship uh, storable product like grain or what have you. We were short of that to begin with, and, and it's, that's only going to get worse now. The other thing we have to worry about a little bit is, of course, we import quite a lot of product. And, you know, that's everything from, uh, you name it, coffee, tea, orange juice, et cetera, the food products, as well as a good deal of feed ingredients, uh, pesticide products, et cetera. We worry about the logistics there, but then there's also a sense that countries that export those products will begin to think a little bit that they need to feed themselves or supply themselves first before they share their products with, with others. And, you know, in the newspaper, you can read about this happening with medical supplies already. And I think that that could continue into agri-food. Dr. Al Mussel is the research lead with Agri-Food Economic Systems in Guelph, Ontario. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth online at landforsalesask.ca. The COVID-19 pandemic has affected the recycling of used oil and antifreeze across Saskatchewan. The executive director of SARC, the Saskatchewan Association for Resource Recovery, Ethan Richardson, says there are almost 180 collection sites across this province, but some are closed during the coronavirus outbreak. He's asking farmers to safely store their used oil and antifreeze until it can be recycled properly. 
Farmers are asked to call ahead to see if the recycling site is open for collection of used oil and antifreeze. Certainly COVID has changed the way that we do a lot of business. For used oil and antifreeze recycling, uh, the changes are kind of subtle. Some of our collection points, for example, are eco-centres and our volunteer drop-offs, uh, which there's approximately 180 across the province. They're all run by independent businesses, so they're making their own decisions based on best practices as to whether or not to close to the public or to continue to operate as normal. So it's certainly best if you've got small amounts of used oil and antifreeze to call the collection points ahead of time and make sure that they're open. For larger quantities, especially uh, large ag operations, uh, if you have an outdoor tank, uh, certainly collectors will still come onto your site and pump that out uh, without having to uh, interact directly with people and maintain your safe distance. So certainly that can all happen remotely and you don't have to get involved as long as there's easy access to your storage facilities. So your message to farmers if they've got some antifreeze and used oil they want to recycle? Uh, well, the main message is if you've got small quantities that you can safely store, just hold on to them for a couple of weeks until things get back to normal. And if you have a site or if you have storage that is easily accessible, a collector can come onto your site with a truck and pump it out without needing to get within that two-meter distance. So if farmers want to go to one of these 36 eco-centers or 140 volunteer collection sites, they should call ahead. Definitely call ahead. We know that some of our eco-centers are closed right now, uh, whereas others who are operated maybe by a, a municipality or a landfill, they're still open, but definitely call ahead. It's such a fluid situation, and it's hard to keep track of, of who's doing what. Uh, so you can figure out where you need to go by going to our website, usedoilrecyclingsk.com, and then uh, please call ahead before you, you drive anywhere. But these are bad chemicals you want to keep out of any wetlands or any water supplies? Oh, definitely. The main reason for the program, for used oil and antifreeze especially, is that they can really cause a problem if we release them into the environment or even if we accidentally or purposefully dump them into the landfill. The oil and antifreeze are, are toxic to, to animals, especially aquatic life, uh, and we want to make sure that those resources are also reused. The, the glycol within the antifreeze can be cleaned up and used into new antifreeze uh, and used over and over and over again as as can the oil for lubricating. So it's really a, a double win. We're, we're protecting the environment uh, and we're reusing material which has no business being disposed of uh, in the landfill or, or dumped into the environment. Ethan Richardson is the Executive Director of SARC, the Saskatchewan Association for Resource Recovery. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call one 800 284 99.99 and brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola gained 70 cents at 428.38. Flax increased $2 at 578.79. Lentils jumped $30 at 545.50. Oats fell a dollar two at one eighty six seventy one. Number one red spring wheat dropped three dollars ninety seven cents at two hundred twenty six dollars and forty four cents. The rest were unchanged. Durham two sixty six thirty nine. Feed barley one eighty one sixty nine. Yellow peas two sixty nine eighty nine. And feed wheat one eighty two seventy. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May spring wheat is down five cents 
at 519 and a half cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia or Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of March 31st. Cows and bulls have been selling well. D1 and D2 cows sold from 78 cents to 88 cents. D3 cows sold from 68 cents to 78 cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.26 to $1.37. Weyburn had a pre-sorted calf sale on Monday. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.08 and sold up to $2.17. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $1.99 and sold up to $2.17. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $1.89 and sold up to $2.13. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.80 and sold up to $2.01. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.66 and sold up to $1.90. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.54 and sold up to $1.72. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.42 and sold it to $1.57. Depending on weight, heifers were about 15 to 25 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,900 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 143 to 167 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,700 head, selling in a range of 132 to 164 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was down 15 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.4217. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 70.75 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are under pressure with the Iowa South of Minnesota and Western Corn Belt sharply lower by 476 and 454 100 weight respectively, while the national region is down $1.25 US 100 weight relative to the previous day. Concerns regarding abundant supplies are being exacerbated by weakness in the carcass cutout. And the outlook for today, mainly sunny skies, wind northwest 20, the high minus 9, the low minus 20. Tomorrow, sunny skies, winds up to 15K, the high minus 4. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's minus 10, that's 14 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.